your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get this show on the road. Uh, And thank you for the people in the call and anybody that's going to be joining the chat as we make our way through the green room. It's uh, Friday, and it's another Spotify green room episode. Lots to get to today. Obviously, the Seattle Kraken had their draft. They selected who we thought they would, and Jonas Donskoyoyoyoy, however Sean Kemp wanted to say it. And uh, we're going to be talking about Matt Calvert hanging them up. The schedule for next season came out, and Nathan McKinnon got his grade and – I don't know how much time we'll spend on that because you probably can figure out exactly what that grade is. So all of that and wherever else it leads us. So before we get to everything, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. So let's dive into the Seattle Kraken draft we'll jump right into Jonas Donskoy and the avalanche and then we'll get to the draft as a whole I was beyond annoyed uh that all of the picks were leaked eight hours or so before the draft even happened uh so I'm sure we'll talk about that but I wanted to get to uh Donskoy first because that was uh, kind of important so I want to get Lothar in because uh, he, he is not a happy Avs fan. So if Lothar is there and yep. uh, wants to wants to speak up, you're you're not. I mean, we we kind of knew this was coming, Lothar. You maybe you were kind of holding out some hope that the Kraken wouldn't take him. They ended up taking him, and I is like your Avalanche fandom on the line here. Are you like not? Are you, you going to go a Matt Calvert and kind of like retire as, as an Avalanche fan at this point? I wait for the rest of the off season. We'll see. There you go. There you go. All right, <laughs> that's the answer I wanted to hear. I get that you're upset. We lost a player that's a, a beloved player, and he he does produce, but just see it through to the end. Play that tape to the end, and and maybe then then if you're not happy with it, then get mad. But did you want them to protect Donskoy and not even have yeah. him be available? Yes, I had him on my list instead of uh, Kadri, of course. Yeah, you're not the biggest Kadri fan. Uh, not anymore. Well, that's true. I mean, it's not like you always weren't a Kadri fan. It's just because of recent events, correct? Correct. All right. And if they had gone with Comfort, you would have been okay with that? I would be happy and no problem. Okay. All right. Why Donskoy? Why, why, what's your, uh, what, what's, well, your, what's your I, like, I, I liking of Donskoy? I liked him. I mean, the last four seasons he had over 30 points. He was a real, like you said today, he was a reliable player. Mm-hmm. But, but what, like you said, I expected they would pick him because, I mean, he's better than Comper right now and, and he's a, sure experienced player, and that's what they need looking at all the 30 players they picked. He's one of the experience in the forward line, and I can understand it. 
Now, if they had not traded Graves and Graves was the pick, would you have been okay with that? Yeah, we expected Graves anyway from the beginning as long as he was not traded to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, you, you appreciate Donskoy. You like what he does, and you just didn't want him to go. I can, I can understand. I think a lot of Avalanche fans are feeling that way. So. But life goes on. Yes, it does. And and I, I'm so happy you said that And uh, about we'll see how it ends. We'll see what happens, see who the Avalanche get in free agency. It might not be – you know, they, it seems like they have a lot of money in free agency, but that's getting that's going to get uh, taken up relatively quickly between you know uh, Makar if they sign Landeskog back, Grubauer. I mean, a lot of that money is going to just a few people, so he's got to get really really creative. Uh, Seth, why don't you jump in here? Uh, okay with with Donskoy being the guy to go. Uh, well, I mean, he was, um, he was, a, he, like you said, he was a really good, reliable player. I mean, he was putting career, uh, career best numbers in, in an Avalanche sweater. So his production was, uh, was on the upside. I'm pretty sure that's why he was taken over Comfort. Um, uh, I don't, I still have mixed reactions about the Avalanche protecting Logan O'Connor instead of him, mm-hmm. but I guess, um, from a um, from a salary cap standpoint, um, uh, O'Connor's contract was probably more uh, acceptable. Uh, I, I don't really know if uh, if if they didn't protect O'Connor and if they protected Donskoy, I still think Seattle would have taken Comfer over O'Connor. So there's that. Well, there was a a rule of they had to make available to the Kraken uh, specific forwards that played X amount of games in the last year or the last two years. O'Connor didn't meet that criteria, and uh, Conference Donskoy did. So if they, if they protected Donskoy, they would have had to put up another forward uh, that met the criteria. O'Connor didn't, um, and... I'm trying. I mean, there's other guys there that I'm trying to think of the top of my head. I don't know if anybody knows somebody that would, because guys like Martin Count, Martin Count didn't. Um, I don't know. Like there, there was there was reasons behind it other than just financial. Um, but you know, I think that I think for the Avalanche that was the biggest thing was they did need to get some money off of the books, and there's gonna be innocent bystanders in all of this. And that was Donskoy. Like, they didn't want him to go. Clearly, it wasn't like get him, you know, he do, he's not working for us. Like, it, it, he doesn't mesh with our team. That wasn't the reason. It's just like this is – It was. we knew all along this was going to suck, that somebody was going to go, and it happened to be him. So, But do, do you think that they – do you have faith in Joe Sackick being able to find a replacement for him? I said in yesterday, like – Will will he let one of the guys really just the young guys just have at it, um, or will it be a combination of that and finding a free agent somewhere that he can get for a little bit cheaper to maybe have a career year? I mean that's taking a gamble, but do you think Sakic can do that? Do you think he can find a guy to put up numbers like Donskoy was? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure. Well. I, I'm pretty sure I can speak for everybody that Joe Sakic has earned our trust. Um, mm. 
whether uh, whether he can find someone like that in free agency or whether he thinks someone is ready to um, uh, come up to the NHL. Uh, I guess we'll find out. But uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he, he knows what he's – well, he, he definitely <laughs> knows what he's doing. Uh, so, but I think finding an option in free agency will be a little bit difficult considering the contracts that they still have to, you know, renew. But depending well, on the Landis-Cock situation, I, maybe that could – if that uh, doesn't go the way we all want it to go, then that could probably free up some space for him to go get some replacements for Don Scott. Yeah, it could. It really could. I know. Who who was the guy? The word was getting out. Uh, I think it was Alexiak. Um, it sounded like they wanted him. Uh, and I mean, he's a defender, big boy. And he he accepted the Kraken deal. So that was a plan that they had that fell through. That was the guy that they wanted to replace uh, Graves. And they didn't even get that opportunity. That's where the Kraken, you know, their their window to uh, deal with guys, they benefited off of that. And the Avalanche, you know, a guy that they apparently uh, had pinned on their board that, that was one of the first guys they were going to go after. Uh, he's gone. So I'm sure it's not just him. Like they have guys that they, they know they want to go after. And it wasn't just like him or nothing, but from everything that I'm reading and hearing, he was one of the top guys on their board in free agency market. And now he, he is one of the guys that's gone, unfortunately. So we'll have to see what, uh, Saka has up his sleeve. So, um, all right. Thanks, Seth. Kyle, you want to jump in here? Um, Kyle Sullivan, host of the – I always say welcome to Puckburg, but it's not welcome to Puckburg. It's here in here. Puckburg. Here in Puckburg, yeah. Yes. Um, so you you hosted a, uh, a live show, did you not? I did. We hosted yeah. a three-and-a-half-hour oh, expansion man, are, draft live stream. Those are, uh, those are marathons, dude, uh, so I don't envy you, but um, – what you're, th- what you're thinking on Donskoy? It was uh, expected, obviously. So, kind of like what I've been asking around. Do you do you, do you feel like Saka can replace him? Um, yes, he can easily go for cheaper depth and youth on the team. Um, we talked about it in the last green room. Um, when you look at that unprotected, um, that it's it's Donskoy a thousand percent and. Uh, yeah, it, it it was kind of expected, and with the way Seattle drafted, he's like the second-best player on their team right now. Seattle just completely crapped the bed on that draft. So uh, that's Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, like, mock lines for them, and Donsko is consistently on the top line, and I'm like, I like the guy, but he's not a top-line guy. And if you're putting him on your, on your, your front line, like – they still have work to do. They're still free agents. They can sign, you know, and they, 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 are not completely done. Uh, but for right now, yeah, you're seeing Donskoy on his, on his top line. So, um, what about, I kind of want to get into the, the draft as a whole, how it was held, all of the, the leaks that happened earlier in the day. I was annoyed. I, I couldn't have been maybe more annoyed. I, I, don't, I don't think I've been that annoyed. I'm trying to remember maybe game seven against the wild is the last time I was that annoyed. Um, th- this, I mean, 
and I said it in yesterday's show, like this is something that so many people were looking forward to for so long. And I was watching it and I'm like, I'm not excited anymore watching it. You were hosting a show about it. Did you kind of have the same mindset of like, everybody knows all of this stuff already. And we're kind of just like spinning our wheels right now. Yeah, it was honestly, if you had to put a title on that draft, it's Murphy's law. Um, um, (laughs) The draft was leaked within an hour. Um, no ch- side deals or trades. And then ESPN put it on ESPN2, blew through every draft pick, did not spend any time breaking down these picks and how it could help Seattle. And then mispronounced, uh, we had Don Scully drafted. Yeah. Um, the Carolina Panthers, uh, they came out, I think, they were hurting in the NFL <laughs> season next year um right they couldn't get sean kemp a bigger shirt um <laughs> the whole draft was just it was terrible and then everybody as soon as it was over everybody looks at twitter and nothing's going on no side <laughs> deals no trades it was the biggest whiff right out of the gate for not only espn but nhl going forward and i think vegas uh ruined our expectations when it comes to a draft because seattle Drafted like Columbus and Minnesota did back in 2000. That's very true. 100% accurate on that. And, yeah, I think this is – I've been saying it ever since they signed the deal. Like, it's not going to be fun for the viewer uh, on ESPN. And and that, that was uh, Exhibit A. And when I tell people that they are more concerned with uh, the athlete, individual athlete, than the sport that was on full display. They were more concerned with who was giving or who was announcing the players than the players themselves. And in the very beginning, it was like the first couple picks, they were, I don't know who that guy was that was next to, uh, what's his name? Chris, uh, I forget his last name already. But Oh, Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler. And Dominic Moore. Yes, Dominic Moore. Like the first couple picks, like he was giving a little bit of insight. I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. And then that kind of went away. It just got less, got less and less and less as it went on. And this is ESPN. They care more about, you know, uh, what, uh, you know, like you said, Sean Kemp and Marshawn Lynch giving like these, who, who the players are, they give more attention to that than the players. This is what we are in for. It, it is TMZ sports. And I, they I, brought I, on Macklemore looking like Val Kilmer. Um, <laughs> and it was, and they did, and see, and like you say, like they focus on like the stories and players. They didn't even do that. Nah. So this was, this was no effort for ESPN at all. Did you watch the, the, the schedule thing that was supposedly tonight, which, which I, I think the schedule even leaked an hour before it went on. I thought that. <laughs> ESPN's was uh, the – I think they were going live at, at 8. I could be wrong. I don't know the time. I thought I heard 8 o'clock, and then at 7 o'clock I, I got the schedule. Maybe it was 6 o'clock. Maybe they did have it. I, I don't know for sure, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I was yeah, so I, looking I, forward to it. So looking forward to this draft and uh, maybe some surprises here and there, and we knew it all. Yeah, it was – and I didn't even watch the uh, schedule release. I was just watching Twitter for that. I've I learned my lesson. Yes, yes, you have. All right, um, Alan, jump on in. Did you get to watch the draft 
where you were, or uh, you were no, I didn't bother. Yesterday I was kind of offline for a lot of the day. And, were you? Yeah, I gotta take a step back. Getting a little too deep into this stuff, and I gotta <laughs> take a little bit of a step back. I mean, you, it's you not my deep. life. You've done a lot of brand changing in the past uh, week or so. So, well, kind of, but that's coming in the season when when you get the actual gravy pictures with him in the jersey and stuff like that. But I just, I don't know, I don't get paid for any of this stuff, right? So it's fun, but <laughs> I have a family too, and I've been kind of putting exactly. a lot of time and effort, and it's like, yeah. Did he? Did he get a? Uh, did he pick a number yet? I didn't really see. No, I don't think so. I haven't been on much today, but I'm at work today again. But I don't think he has, and okay. I don't know what he's going to pick. Because I mean, you think it's going to be some combination? Maybe like he reverses it. Maybe it's like seventy-two. I don't know why. I hope not. I don't know yeah. why. I don't like that number. It's got nothing against Don Scoy or anything like seventy-two mm-hmm. with Davs, but I don't like that number. I don't know why. I hope not. I really don't. Um, I mean, could could he be? Could he be nine? Is somebody was that's not retired for. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, nine is Adam Graves from New York Rangers, but I think somebody has that. See, I haven't even looked at the roster that deep into anything. Okay, but all right, yeah. Well, it could be that, but. And, and are you are you getting welcome, welcomed by the the Devils community? Are they as welcoming as the Avalanche community? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've reached, like, actually, a lot of the podcasts have reached out. Like, I would have reached out to some, and a lot of them have reached back, whereas you're really the only one that I ever associated with with the Avalanche. Yeah. I would have reached out to other ones. But, I mean, I, I also exclusively purposely didn't delve too deep in the other ones either because I didn't need to. Yeah. So, with them, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I mean, I've talk to Trey a little bit and I'm going to continue to, but like I've, I've just been kind of slow. It's your off season. It's your off yeah. season. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't so. blame you, man. All right. Um, Devin, why don't you jump on in thoughts on that? Well, Devin, are you, are you working right now? Or are you, uh, you just, you just here for the ride? Where's Devin? Uh Oh, by the way, Scott Niedemeyer is 27. There is no current New Jersey Devil number nine. I knew he couldn't be 27. Yeah, I knew I knew that. But I, and was uh was Hall nine when he was with the Devils? Yes, he was. He was nine. Okay, because I know he changes his number wherever he goes. But um, but I didn't know if they had somebody that was retired that was nine or something like that. So All the right, only think... numbers are re- number three, number thirty, number twenty six, and twenty seven are retired for yeah. the Devils. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking he's going to switch it. So I think he's going 72. I don't know. All right, let's uh, we'll, we'll move on. I think Devin's uh, he might be working, and I, and I love that he does this while he's working. But I don't want him to get fired over this either. So <clears throat> um, let's move on to Matt Calvert. Um, kind of. Uh, well, you know what? I have to do. I have to do this because I, I have to do a, a built bar ad. So you guys are in for a treat because we're doing a built bar ad. And I know a lot of you guys uh, have tried this because you've sent me emails saying, like, I hear you talking about it all the time, and I tried it, and they are damn good. So Built Bar has amazing flavors such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. If you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors 
Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bar on the market, but they are healthy too. They have 17 or 18 grams of protein. The calories range from 130 to 180, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavor, all tasty, all healthy. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Get excited. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15, LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, so Matt Calvert uh, announced his retirement. And I think for a lot of us in the back of our minds, we thought it's something that he should do. But you have athletes that are stubborn and don't want to do this a lot of times. Like they will keep playing even though it's concussions and even though those are super serious, uh, they maybe play a little bit longer than they should. And I don't know who was talking. I know he he has a family. He was in, in his uh, blurb that he put out. You know, he said he gets to spend more time with his kids. So obviously he has a, a family, wife, kids that clearly is going to play a part into things. And I think he did the smart thing. So um, Lothar, if you want to jump in again, uh, you know, he, he's one of these guys that you, you just, you love having on your team. Cause you know, they call him Matty hustle for a reason. So the abs, you know, aside from you're happy that he's retiring because of his health, you know, from the avalanche standpoint, um, they're going to miss his play and his style of play on the ice. And we're talking about Donskoy and how we need to replace him. You have to do the same for Matt Calvert. So uh, give me give me your thoughts on Calvert. Yeah, I was I was shocked when I heard it this today, and I was I wasn't even aware that he's only thirty one years old. Yeah, but and he's one of the few that the Avalanche have that have a more aggressive style, and we definitely will miss him. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I think for him, I, I I feel I think he did the right move because I think he had problems with concussions over the years, and I think it's it's good for him, good choice for him. Yeah, I mean he he tries. You know, like he tried everything. He was wearing that pink visor last year yeah. to to block out certain lights, um, and I don't remember him taking a hit uh, that is the reason why, like the singular reason. Do you, do you remember a specific hit, why he was out, like why he got no. injured? Yeah. So, I think he, uh, he, went, played, he played a game and then he just didn't come anymore. He just right. was gone. And, and, and when that happens and, and you, you have a history of concussions, that's really, really concerning. I mean, if you got hit against the boards and you saw the hit and you're like, oh man, like that's clearly another concussion for him. Uh, you could be, you could, you could narrow it down to a hit, but when, like you're saying, like he just played a game and then he wasn't there anymore. That's, that's not good. That's not good. At and all. I also, I also think if you have multiple concussions already, it doesn't need much to get another one. No, absolutely not. That's why and so probably it was, it was already in the training probably that he got just an unfortunate hit and that was already enough for him. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, you know, in, in his family and even probably in the Avalanche, uh, you know, front office and, and doctors and stuff like that, were having long conversations with him saying, like, he really should rethink that. So he's one of those guys that I really hope sticks around with the team in some capacity, like a front office gig or something. I don't know what he wants to do. I mean, he's got young kids, so that's probably where his focus is going to be for a little while. 
But um, like I'm saying, on the ice, they are going to miss that in in spades. It, it's going to be it's going to be tough to replace him. But I think that is the primary thing for Joe Sakic. He has to find someone, either defense or forward, who has a more aggressive style. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, th- I think it's going to be diff- uh, more difficult to find a replacement for Matt Calvert than it is for Donskoy. And that's not a knock on Donskoy at all. It's just the way that Calvert played. Uh, it, it's tough to find that specific style of play that you're going to get what he gave you every time he took a shift. Um, Seth, why don't you jump on in? Uh, was this surprising to you? I mean, it didn't really seem like there was any writing on the wall and kind of what I was talking about with Lothar. How did he has replace uh, Calvert? I mean, it wasn't surprising at all. Just his, his history with concussions. It was just, it was just time. Uh, yeah. Good on him for making the right move for himself and for his family. Um, but uh, you know, he's just something that uh, he's just one one guy that just left it out on the ice every shift. And you know, what I liked about him was that it didn't matter uh, who you were. He would like who who you were in the NHL or anything like that. You could be as big as Daniel Char or as small as Rocco Grimaldi. He would drop the gloves no matter what. And that's uh, that's something that I think will be tough to find. You know, he he was sort of, he was sort of had that greedy edge to him, and um, you know that that that'll be missed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you. I mean, what do you think he is? If if you were to list like you know fan favorites, not based on popularity or stats or anything like that. If you were just you know going into last season, if you were just given a poll, I mean, don't you think he'd be like top three easy of fan favorite players because of the way he plays. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, he gave it all every time he was on the ice and, yeah. you know, the, the one big play I remember about him was, uh, I don't remember. I think it was two seasons ago that he sacrificed himself, uh, in San Jose. So that way it's, um, I think it was McKinnon could get the empty net goal. I mean, you just uh, have to appreciate that. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird uh, without him on there. Kyle, what do you think? Matty Hustle, he's a fan favorite. You're gonna miss him. And like Seth's saying, like it's not it's not surprising to me. It it always is a little bit surprising. I I have to be honest because like just the way that athletes are built, they sometimes push it a little too far. And maybe that was last year for him. Maybe last year in his mind was like, this is, this is my last time I'm going to give it a go. If I can't play uh, X amount of games this year, then I'm going to hang it up. So, you know, for us or for me anyway, I'm thinking like, you know, he, he's going to push it one more year, but maybe that was it for him last year when he, he said, I'll, I'll try it. But uh, where, where did the ads go to replace him and, and thoughts on Calvert in general? Well, the Avs are kind of used to replacing him um, with how he came back last year, and he just wasn't able to do it. Uh, yeah. The Avs just—it was like replacing EJ. They just kind of got used to it. Um, I wouldn't say I was surprised because watching him have that little setback with trying to come back, I knew he was going to retire. And I mean, you could see how much of an impact he left on not just Colorado but Columbus with the announcement of his retirement. Both fan bases were just 
it was nothing but love for Calvi. And, uh, I mean, he was an incredible player. I mean, just, I mean, he had more heart than I've ever seen in a hockey player. I mean, he was incredible. And to see him go is bittersweet. Hate that we don't get any more memories with Calvert, but mm-hmm. it's for the best for him. So you got to think long term. It's true. Yep. And like Lothar said, 31 years old, um, 10 years in the league. So that's uh, it's it's a good career. It's not like he only had like three or four years in, and then had to hang him up. So you know, we got a decade in at least. Uh, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna. I mean, and it's like you're saying, like it's weird because he didn't play a lot last year, but. You know, guys that play the way the way he play, he plays. You you kind of maybe thought he was going to give it another shot, but um, yeah. he could turn around and get on a uh, like a health and safety advisory board with the league. Like he's got options. Like, this is not the last time we see Matt Calvert. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, Devin's on a break, so let's get Devin in here if he's still on that break. Yes, he is. Yes, thank you guys. Right. Sorry, I was we were kind of in a middle rush, but no uh, worries, man. I take it away, Matt. Calvert, let's go. I'm just make sure they know I'm on break. Can someone take that real quick? I'm gonna uh, eat real quick. Did you get somebody else to do it? Yep. All right, <laughs> delegate, delegate them. Yep, that's 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 a tough job. <laughs> uh, Matt Calvert. Um, take it away. Matt Calvert, I saw it coming. Um, you know, there's just some injuries, and I'm just glad he's doing it for his health. You know, I I have never had a concussion, but I've been to where things can get, you know, scary and get questionable, and you don't want, you know, to risk it, you know, yeah. so. That, that's If anybody has had a concussion, just unmute yourself real quick, or just write it in the, uh, in the chat if you have had one. Um, they're not fun. It's not fun at all. Uh, I've only had one and then, you know, never had another one, but like both are saying, like you, you are way more susceptible to happen again. So, um, you didn't, I, I couldn't get your, your thoughts on, uh, Donskoy cause you were, you were busy working. So I did want to give you an opportunity to comment on him. Um, I knew it. So, yeah, you know, I, I think the apps can replace him. I mean, you look at, you know, a guy like New Hook or any of their prospects, I think they got faith in those. What's on the menu tonight, Devin? What are you eating? Oh, uh, just eating. I am trying our first ever, like, I guess the new Chicken King. <laughs> Explain that to us. Build that bad boy for us. What is it? All right, so we got a potato bun here and with some savory mayo sauce with some dill pickles and hand-breaded deep-fried chicken. So, okay. All right. Sounds good. Is that, like, not available? Is this, like, something it's, that it's you're... Yeah, it's, a, it's like a limited-time deal. All right. So All right. We'll get back to eating. Thank and, you. And uh, I'll bring Alan on in here. Alan, I always like getting your perspective in because you are the one that kind of, like um, – you know, you came in because of Ryan Graves, but obviously you watched the rest of the team. And and, and was was Calvert a guy that kind of jumped off the screen for you just for his his hustle and the way that he played? Um, and one of those guys that maybe like you know you're you're tuning in for your specific guy, but you know guys like him and guys like Nathan McKinnon and and Cam McCarr, like those and and I'm throwing Matt Calvert in there in, in that 
realm with those guys of when they're out there, you notice them. Different for Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr for what they do, but what Calvert brings, he does. Like he, he's a guy when he's out on the ice, like he people notice him. Was that true for you as well? See, I was on the radio, listening on the radio most of the time, so I, I heard the interviews right here at Connor say whatever, or I hear everybody like you guys talking about it here. So I've heard all that stuff, and I, like, I, I, I guess I saw it, but I didn't watch many games, so it's more of an influence thing. And so okay. I was quite disappointed, but at the same time, like me and Kyle were just discussing, I think the other night me and Kyle were talking, and we had mentioned that, that we didn't, it wouldn't be a bad thing if he did retire because, I mean, post-concussion syndrome is a nasty thing. And, I mean, that with with the, what is it called there, that disease that the, the enforcers are getting out have been coming up with. I mean, that's where it's coming about, like, from. Like the CTE in football and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that all comes from the same thing, right? So you don't want that yeah. to come up. I mean, that's well, like, can put, like – like Devin yeah. said, that stuff can put you in a bad place in your life. And, I mean, that can affect everybody around you. So yeah. he did it at a good time. He really Agreed. did. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like like everybody's been saying. He, he's one of those guys that you are going to miss uh, out there and what he can bring to the team. There's, just, yeah. there's no way around it. So Sackick has, Joe Sackick has his work cut out for him this offseason. He's going to earn his, his, his money or his salary. Uh putting I mean the team is, is put together but filling in these holes again and that's this happens every single offseason you have to uh, find guys that replace guys that you weren't expecting to leave uh, but I would assume you know if if Calvert knew this was coming obviously he did you know I'm sure Joe Sackick has known for a little while so he's been preparing himself in his offseason for it so um all right, let's move on to what well, we'll do. We don't need to do the schedule. Everybody, I mean, if you want to go look at the schedule, go look at the schedule. It is what it is. It's just cool to see 82 games. It's cool to see them playing East Coast teams. It's cool to see them playing Canadian teams. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll dive into the schedule maybe next week a little bit. But wanted to get to the Nathan McKinnon vote and season grade. No surprise here. Uh, nobody got cute and wanted to vote D or F, 0% there. We did have 1% say C, and I'm guessing that's because of the playoffs, but, you know, everybody in the playoffs, well, for four specific games, did not do well. Uh, 14% said B, and 85% said A. No surprise there. We can just go around the green room quickly. Uh, we'll start with Lothar and uh, Nathan McKinnon. What, what else? What else can we say about Nathan McKinnon that hasn't been said? But if there's anything, any concern that you have about maybe his postseason, that that's fair game. But go ahead. No, for me, he's the best player in the NHL right now, and he only needs a cup. I've said that many times. If he can get a cup. He should be considered the best player in the league above Connor McDavid, in my opinion. If he gets a cup before McDavid, how do you not put him as the best player in the league? Because you have to take that into account, do you not? Oh, he will. He will have a cup before McDavid. 
I'm certain of that because Edmonton, they will not make it. <laughs> They're struggling. I mean, the, the abs are too. Those are struggling to get out of the second round, but Edmonton can't get out of their own way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think it's all pointing towards the avalanche. I don't want to say – I hate saying winning one because that is never guaranteed. But they have a they have a better chance of winning one than Edmonton does for the foreseeable future. And I, I think you would agree with me on that. Yes. All right. Um, Seth, Nathan McKinnon thoughts. Go ahead. He's Nathan McKinnon. I mean, I can't. Uh, uh, I know we're, we're, we're like running out of things to say about Nathan McKinnon just because he's he's incredible. So what else can you possibly say about him? But do your best. Uh, I guess I can't really fault him for the for the playoffs. I mean, a lot of players didn't show up. I mean, Vegas did a good job of, of shutting a lot of people down. Um, I think it, it's just a matter of when he's going to get his cup. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I think you have a point. Yeah, if he, if, he, if he does get a cup before McDavid, he has to be considered, you know, as the best player in the NHL. Because you know, I mean, yeah, there's some good players that haven't won a cup, but you know, the best players always do. Right, and I think McDavid will get his at some point. He's a young kid, obviously. I think he'll he'll get him. Uh, but you know, McKinnon. He he needs it. If he gets one first, you know, in our our opinion, I'm kind of like with Lothar. I think he's like the best player in the league. Um, for some people, he'll he'll take over McDavid in who's the best player in the league. And for others, I think that that gap will shrink between the two. I think they'll still put McDavid at number one, but they will recognize that you know uh, Nathan McKinnon is is right on his heels. So winning one changes the the dynamic of so much for so many people in so many different ways. Uh, but he's got to get that thing first. And I, I, every year we keep saying, like, he's he's more annoyed, he's more pissed off this year than he was last year. And he said the same thing at his press conference. You know, he's however many years into his, his career and he hasn't won anything. So, uh, like I said, it's not guaranteed, but... He's he is he not in the best possible situation to do it? Of course he is. So I mean, way way in a much better position than Edmonton, that's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Alan, I want to go over to you? Uh, did you vote in this thing? Did you vote twice again? I did. Yes. Alan, I'm still gonna always, vote twice. Always skewing the results. I love it. But you'll. I actually voted B, and it's not that he was. Yeah, he's still the best player or the top two or three players in the in the league. But as far as last year, Nathan McKinnon, he wasn't. I don't find he was that. I really don't. I didn't think he was. I thought uh, Miko kind of stepped up for a lot of the regular season, and I know McKinnon beat him in points. I think and and all that. He did. But, he did. but McKinnon didn't have last year. He rode that. He held the team on his shoulders last year. He didn't have to this year, and I didn't think he, I didn't think he played to that. So in a Nathan McKinnon standard, he was mm-hmm. a B, and okay. in everywhere else standard, he was an A. But for Nathan McKinnon himself, I voted B. Okay, that's why. I can yeah. see where you're coming from, and and the start of his season was was not the best in terms of uh, goal scoring. He was getting assists at a, at a normal clip, 
but it took him a little, a little while to get going in the goal department. But once he did, you know, he, he started having, he started looking like that scary Nathan McKinnon. Um, so much so he was nominated for the heart, which we, yeah. you know, didn't think he would have a chance of winning it, but that's not the point. Um, I think, you know, the difficult season, how it started for him, um, and how he kind of just started putting it together and to be nominated for that. Uh, but, you know, you do, you have to take his postseason into account. And I, I, and he wasn't the only one. I'm not, you know, you're not no. trying to, to, you know, just bring it all down on his shoulders. But he is the guy that you will you need to turn to. And when things are getting off the rails, that's when your superstars need to step it up. And he's not the only one. He's not the only superstar on the team. You know, they have a handful of them. And none of them really did. So it's in one hand, it's unfair to go after just him. On the other hand, it is because he's the guy that's got to get you out of it. Uh, and they just they couldn't figure that out. So I, I get that grade. I think you know, like you're saying, from a, a Nathan McKinnon standpoint, um, you expect you know sheer excellence all the time, and maybe that's unfair to him. But that's you know the position he put himself in. So. And- he holds himself to a higher standing anyway. He, oh, he says that. So, I mean, or the way he, he brings himself on out there. And, yep. like, you look at, like, Kyle knows this from NHL games. I mean, he's always going to be one of those high 90s friggin' ranked players <laughs> in, in the player ranks. So it doesn't matter. But, yeah, that's what I said. As far as a McKinnon rank for McKinnon, it was a B. But okay. as far as everybody else, it was definitely an A. But, yeah. Right, right. All right. Makes sense. Uh, Devin, are you on, on break still? No. Three, two, one. Oh, just under the wire, man. I, yeah. I, I lift, I'm, I lift, I'm, I'm going to put it in when I get up off from them. You, you were, I was lifting, yeah. you were like in a headlock, and I was lifting the arm three times, and on the third time, you Hulk hogan did. Yeah. Built up steam. So, all right, if you got some time, uh, Nathan McKinnon, did you vote? Um, Why'd you vote? I voted A, uh, simply. You know, he is the best player, and uh, he had a great season. Um, I agree with Alan on the fact that, you know, goal scoring at first wasn't quite there, but uh, the assists are. I mean, if he has a combined year, I think, of the 2018-19 season and this past two seasons, I think he – I think he walks away with uh, three awards this upcoming season. I think that's just going to be his attitude. He's going to be like, you know what, screw this. We're the best team. I'm the best player. I'm going to step up, and I'm just going to go balls out crazy and just dominate every play. And We call uh, that I think, we call I think that, he, uh, we call that doing a dater is what we call that yeah. these days. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, so I, I think – as a prediction, he's going to walk away with uh, the heart, the consmite, and the Stanley Cup this upcoming season. Ooh. I'm writing that down, Tevin. I like it. All right, Kyle, get on in here. Uh, unless Kyle is going to make me count down for him, too, because I know Kyle's a wrestling fan. No. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> Oh god. So all right. Do do we do we unfairly hold Nathan McKinnon to a higher standard like how Allen voted? Uh is that the fair thing to do? Or uh, you know, should we be voting on him just like we're voting on anybody else? 
you're going for best player on the team. You're going for grades. Nate McKinnon, I voted A because we don't rate this like a Japanese video game. There's no S tier. So, A it is. Okay. Um, like, right. I, I get, I get he kind of vanished in the playoffs, but he wasn't the only member of that team. Everybody vanished in the tail end of that Vegas series. So, um, can't put it all on Nate, but we like to. I mean, he has the talent to put the team on his back. But yeah, I'd like to see him score a thousand goals, but, um, yeah. It's one of those that he kind of ran out of steam and honestly can't blame him. He, We were singing his praises in the season, so um, he's, he gets an A, a thousand percent. Do you think uh, next year he finally hits that hundred mark? Um, we have 82 games, so I don't see right. why not. That's, that's why I'm saying, because like he, just things have not been going. Something always happens where it trips him up. And he just misses out. Then you have 99 one year, uh, 97 or something another year. I, I know he had 99, and he didn't play a handful of games right towards the end of the season. That would have been over. He would have been over 100 if the COVID season didn't stop short. So it just seems like things get in his way uh, for him not to hit that century mark. And that's not like you know, it is what it is. It's more for like us fans to kind of have bragging rights that one of our guys could hit the hundred mark. But um, if nothing goes wrong next year, you know, he, he should not only just get there, but should exceed it would be maybe the expectation for him. Yeah, I agree with Lothar. The cup is going to send him into superstardom and he's going to be the face of the league. But until then he's right there with Carmick David neck and neck. He'll be the face of the league, but still will not be able to uh, be, able to be on EA NHL no, no no I have no idea who the cover athlete is but they'll probably be Kirby Doc because it's EA it's so true I know that's another thing that's annoying it's just for the fans but still like why he hasn't been on there yet I don't know should we boycott should we boycott EA Sports until they get I can't I've been yes. I've been buying those games since NHL 99. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I always say that, and then they come out, and I'm like, all right, I'll get it. Well, Seth, you, you are going to boycott until he's on there? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know, right? You can get put Tarasenko on the cover. You can put McKinnon. Right. No, they'll do Ovechkin again for whatever reason. Oh, good just, Lord. Just because, so. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So that will be it. So, but – I think I don't know. We'll see how the night goes. I know. I think everybody on here follows me on Twitter. So I think tomorrow, depending on the night, yeah, because the Avalanche pick twenty eight. That'll be later on. I'll probably try the Twitter Spaces thing and just give that a uh, a go. So if you're following me on uh, Twitter, we'll do that. A few picks before the Avalanche go. We don't need to just you know sit around for the whole first round. Um, on our cell phones. That's kind of boring, but maybe around, like I said, around pick 20 or 22, we'll do a Twitter spaces and uh, see who the avalanche select. I am hoping it's Brennan Othman. If he's still there, I don't know if he was in our map mock draft, believe it or not, he was there. Uh, but this draft is going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts just because there were so many leagues that were shut down. Players couldn't, 
play as many games and put their skills on full display. So this is going to be nuts because there's going to be scouts that because they didn't have all of this data to go on, aren't going to pick a guy. And there's going to be teams that are going to take a chance, even though they don't have data as much data as they want to pick a guy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So join me on there. And then, like I said, follow me on Twitter anyway, on Instagram, send me emails and uh, we'll, we'll get this thing rolling. We got the draft and then free agency right around the corner as well. Do the abs sign Landeskog? Can they meet somewhere? When is McCarr going to get done? There's so many questions going on with the abs and uh, we'll be getting answers a little bit at a time. So Kiefer Sherwood was signed. I mean, so we're making headway somewhere, right? Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for everybody in the green room who joined and uh, we'll figure out how we'll do it next week. Appreciate it, everyone. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Go, Abs, go!